Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. Welcome to the Back Row Steelers Show, part of the Back Row family of podcasts. Hey, Steeler Nation, welcome to episode 21 of the Back Row Steelers Show. Today, we're going to talk about some roster moves to get the magic number of 53 in there. Uh, We're going to preview the Monday night demolishing of the Giants. I have some Twitter questions this week from a few people, and we're going to cover those. And also, we have a new segment at the end of the show that is going to be a permanent fixture through the NFL season. Before we get started with all that, though, I need you all to go hit me up at Steelers on Twitter. Go ahead and hit that follow button. Uh, You'll get some updates from me. I tend to post a couple things a day. Usually I'm retweeting some stuff out there, so you get some Steelers news from me. Um, I mean, it's all over Twitter, but I I retweet things, throw some opinion stuff in there, so hit me up on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, at Steelers, or you can feel free to shoot me an email uh, to BackrowSteelers at gmail.com if there's something you'd like to hear me discuss on the show in the future. All right, first thing we're going to talk about. Cam Hayward extension. He got a four-year extension with a total value of $71.4 million. That's a lot of damn money for somebody who is over 30 years old. He is the only defensive player over 30 to get a contract that large. Obviously, Pittsburgh values the cohesiveness of the team. So, And we've talked about that on previous podcasts, and I mentioned that a lot, and I kind of beat it up, honestly, but... Uh, obviously, I think Pittsburgh really feels the same way I do. So they wouldn't give him that much contract if they didn't believe in it. They didn't believe in the rest of the squad being around him still. So we do have some other players that we're going to have to pay in the future. So I'm thinking maybe this contract is fairly front-loaded with some money. I haven't really dug into the details yet. I'm going to just so I can have my own sort of knowledge and stuff. I know I like to talk about things about the cap space and everything else on the show, but... Uh, really, that's a lot of money to spend on Cam Hayward. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see where we go from there and how we're going to sign players like TJ Watt and Devin Bush, making sure we're keeping Minka on the team. We just have a lot of contracts that are going to need to come up here. And I think some of the guys just want to be Steelers, so they're going to play for a little less. But ultimately, we got to come up with a lot of money, and the cap is not getting bigger. I think what we're going to do real quick is it's not really necessarily going to be super quick, but We're going to talk about the original 53-man roster that was quote-unquote finalized. It's had some changes since that time, and that was like two or three days ago. Uh, I'm going to cover those. So let's let's take a look at the initial 53, and then I'm going to talk about some changes that have been made to that since. So the initial 53 look like this. On offense, quarterback, we kept three people. That's pretty typical in the Tomlin era here. So uh, obviously Big Ben. Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges made the initial 53 cut. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but 
Uh, let's move on to running back. James Conner, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland Jr., and Jalen Samuels are our starting running backs. Well, Conner's a starting running back, but the squad running backs that are on the active roster are the other three that I mentioned. We did keep Derek Watt as a fullback, so obviously we're going to intend to use him. He's going to go out there, probably run some decoy-type stuff, but I think mostly blocking uh, is what we're looking for here. So, yeah, Derek Watt made the cut. At wide receiver, we decided to keep five. Juju, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Ray Ray McLeod. Notice I didn't say Ryan Switzer. Right. Big surprise. Anyway, at tight end, we kept Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron, and Zach Gentry. Our O-line. Yeah, I love our O-line. Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, who's having some injury issues, Tomlin's kind of being tight-lipped about it, and the whole Steelers organization is, so I don't really have an update on that for you. I'm sorry. I don't know if he's going to be a go for Monday night against the Giants. I'm really hoping so, but I don't know. So on top of DeCastro, we have Alejandro Villanueva, Matt Feeler, Okafor. Oh, Chukwuma. Okafor. Love that guy. Zach Banner. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski. Kevin Dotson. And J.C. Hassenauer. So we got nine players slated for the O-line, which is awesome because that gives us some depth. If there's some issues, if people are tired, people get hurt, I think we're actually pretty solid at O-line this year. Over to defense. Our D-line, we kept six players. Cam Hayward, obviously. Stephon Tuitt. Tyson Alualu. God, his name's so hard to say. I probably jacked that up. I'm sorry. Anyway, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Bugs, and Carlos Davis. Pretty pretty solid there on the defensive line. Uh, I We got some depth pieces there. It's not a lot, but at the end of the day, um, our D-line is heavily dependent on some edge rushers, so I think we're pretty good there. Outside linebacker, edge rushers, yeah. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Alex Highsmith, and Adonai, Adonai. Again, I'm, I'm butchering this dude's name. I'm just not going to try anymore. That's okay. <laughs> Inside linebacker. We kept four of them. Vince Williams, Devin Bush, uh, Gilbert, and Robert Spillane. That's a pretty solid inside linebacker core. Cornerback, uh, we kept Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Mike Hilton, Cameron Sutton, Justin Lane, and undrafted free agent James Pierre. I'm going to hit up... Uh, a little background story on him. He is the only UDFA to make the team this year, and, and it's pretty awesome. At safety, we kept Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Terrell Edmonds, Jordan Dangerfield, Marcus Allen made the 53 cut. I don't know how much safety he's really going to play, but they were talking about moving him to inside linebacker. We're going to see what happens. Uh, and Curtis Riley made the initial cut. Uh, we're going to talk about that, too, because Curtis Riley did not make the final cut. And then some special teams guys. Chris Boswell as the place cooker, place kicker. He is still our place kicker, which is pretty good. I think he's a great field goal kicker. Uh, punter Jordan Berry made the initial 53. He gone. We're going to talk about that, too. And long snapper Cameron Canaday. He is still our long snapper, and that's pretty awesome. So that's the initial 53. 
Now let's talk a little bit here um, about some some cutdowns, and we're gonna start with. Oh man, where do we want to start today? Let's start with the Curtis Riley. So Curtis Riley made the initial fifty-three. Now we just we let him go almost immediately following that because the Washington football team released Sean Davis, who, if you remember, was originally drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we lost him to free agency, and that's fine. The The football team decided they didn't want him, and Pittsburgh's like, you know what? He fits our system, and he is going to play a backup safety role for us. And Also, Tomlin had mentioned about him being a good special teams player, and that he works hard at that. We need good special teams, so it's no surprise that when somebody who is already familiar with the team becomes available, that Pittsburgh went and got that person. Now, the same thing happened with uh, Duck Hodges. So Duck Hodges had made the initial 53, and that's fine and dandy, but I I personally, I like uh, Devlin Hodges. I like him a lot. There's a lot of fans out there that don't. I just feel like for for the mix he got thrown into, I think he did really damn good. Now, he got cut because Josh Dobbs became available. The Jaguars were like, we don't need you anymore. Okay, bye, Josh Dobbs. And Coach Tomlin and the rest of the crew in Pittsburgh was like, you know what? Let's go get Josh Dobbs back, and we can stash Hodges on our uh, practice squad. Now, that's pretty cool because the practice squad – was expanded this year. So you can have 16 players on a practice squad and we can kind of have COVID backups, which again, COVID is like jacking up everything NFL, but it's also affecting how teams are finishing out their 53 man rosters because they're saying, you know what? I can take a risk on this guy being active or I can take somebody solid and put that guy that I was going to maybe take a risk on Put them on a practice squad. So if I have somebody that does get COVID, I have these veterans sitting there on a practice squad that I can use. So here we are. That's the case. Duck Hodges is out as the number three quarterback in Pittsburgh. And Josh Dobbs is in. All right. And another guy that just didn't make the cut even after the cut. And that's Jordan Barry. Jordan Barry's out. Dustin Colquitt is in. Give me some Kansas City punter love. Now, typically teams usually opt for somebody a little younger, and that's fine. But at punter, you know what? You can be in the league for 15 years and still kick the hell out of the ball. Dustin Colquitt did just that. He went into Pittsburgh, beat out Jordan Barry in a few days for his job. Thank God. Jordan Barry, I'm sorry, bud. You just screw things up a lot. So Dustin Colquitt's in. He's a veteran. He's awesome. Not to mention his dad, Craig, Played for Pittsburgh from 1978 to 1984 as the punter, and he's won and he won two Super Bowls with the Steelers during that time. That's pretty awesome. So we got some history in there too, uh, with with this guy's son now playing for the same team. How freaking cool is that? And I'm sure he's thrilled to be in Pittsburgh, which is pretty badass because he's pretty awesome. All right, let's talk some other cuts. Paxton Lynch, he gone. Did we really expect him to make the team? I don't know. I was hoping that uh, maybe like Matt Canada could help him out, the quarterback coach. There's been a lot of high hope for Paxton Lynch. I just don't think he has it, and he's he's proven that because he's bounced around the NFL a little bit, and Pittsburgh just let him go too. 
Defensive lineman Dan McCullers, he's gone. Well, kind of. He's on a practice squad, but he was a once highly touted prospect out of Tennessee. Uh, I think it was back in like 2014 uh, when he came out and was drafted by the Steelers. He's been extended twice on the Steelers, but I just don't know why. I think there's a lot of high hopes for him, maybe just because he's a freaking giant, but he was sent to the practice squad for now, and he should be playing better than he is, and maybe he just doesn't have the drive or the heart that uh, defensive coordinator Keith Butler and D-line coach Carl Dunbar are looking for. Who knows? He can't seem to win a starting job or even a backup job now, and he's been reduced to the practice squad. Now, granted, it's a good depth spot to have at the practice squad, but I just don't think that Dan McCullers finds himself on the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe even later through the season. There's still some moves that could be made with the practice squad. I don't know. Dan McCullers just doesn't seem like he wants to be in Pittsburgh, and I don't understand why because like, he was one of like the top five prospects for D-line coming out of college. I just don't get it. So here we are. Not everyone pans out. I understand that, but I feel like all the high hopes for him and they gave him extensions and you pay the guy money and he just can't seem to show up and play to beat out anybody else or even earn a backup role. So, all right, Dan McCullers, you're on the practice squad. Wendell Smallwood and Dion Kane were also sent to the practice squad. Um, as predicted, uh, Trey Edmonds, he's gone. That's gotta be kind of awkward. Cause you got like Terrell Edmonds, Trey Edmonds, you got brothers on the team and you got to cut one of them. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's a business and all, but they're brothers, and they got to be looking at the Watts. Like, why do the Watts get to have brotherly love on a team, and we don't? Well, maybe because they're better at football. I don't know. But, you know, I already mentioned Jordan Berry's gone. Kareth White, he got cut too. Uh, that makes our running back room, as predicted, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, and Anthony McFarlane. Now, the biggest, biggest cut, to me, and I'm, I'm happy about it, and I think the fans are happy about it, Ryan Switzer. Ryan Switzer got cut. I was so tired of all the camp hype about Ryan Switzer and him talking up his own game. And you know what? I talked about it on the podcast. I just really feel like Ryan Switzer is – I don't even know how to describe what he is to football – He's just kind of a smaller dude, and he's kind of he's jacked, but he's only like five foot eight, I think. Uh, what what scares me is that he's the type of player that Bill Belichick goes and gets, and he's going to be Julian Edelman's replacement. I really, really feel like that's a strong possibility for Switzer. Am I surprised he got cut? No. Am I surprised that Ray Ray McLeod beat him out? Yeah, a little bit, but Ray Ray McLeod apparently is playing uh, really, really well in special teams, and he's proven himself to be a hell of a player. McLeod was on Pittsburgh's radar in the draft uh, a couple years ago, and I think he got sniped, and I I read some article about that somewhere. I don't exactly remember the exact verbiage, but uh, Pittsburgh was eyeing him before, and they got an opportunity to snatch him up in free agency. They got him, brought him in to compete with Switzer for the job, and beat Switzer out. So obviously, uh, maybe Switzer felt defeated when Pittsburgh brought somebody else in to compete for the job. I don't know, but he's out. And one of the coolest players to make the team has been uh, undrafted free agent cornerback James Pierre. 
Now, this guy's out of Florida Atlantic. Um, he, he, like I said, undrafted free agent. So nobody really even looked at him in the draft. And he comes in there, tries out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and winds up making the 53-man roster cut. Now, this guy is all heart and all go. So I read an article here, and it talks about him being like the biggest surprise to make the team. Uh, he is the only undrafted free agent to make the team. And he just he basically said, quote, just being even keeled, coming in every day, same mindset, same work ethic. He basically was like, I practice at one speed. That's full speed. I practice hard every day. So if you go in there and you have the heart, and he's got the metrics for it, Six foot two, 185 pounds. He, so he's tall. He's he's light on his feet. He runs the 40-yard dash in like the 4.5-second range. Uh, he's got all the measurables. And he was recruited to be a top-five guy in college, like power-five conference sort of guy. But his academics weren't great, so he had to go down to Florida Atlantic. And that's fine. But the dude's out here kicking ass in practices, kicking ass in camp. And here he is making the damn 53-man roster. So, I mean, you can look for him. If any injury happens, this guy's starting at outside corner. It's going to happen, and he's fast enough to do it, and his coverage is good enough for him to do it too. So, good for you, man. Super, super happy for James Pierre. Way to work your ass off, dude. All right, next up on the list is our general manager, Kevin Colbert. I don't know what to think about this quote. He said that Mason Rudolph looks like a veteran out there, referring to how he's playing in camp. He, okay, sure. Now, I may not, how do I put this? I may not be a smart man, but I do know what a quarterback looks like. And Mason Rudolph doesn't look like a good quarterback. He looks like he has the most punchable face in the NFL. Aside from his face, he just, uh, I don't think he makes good decisions. And maybe that's changed. I think it's weird that the general manager would come out and say that. I didn't hear it from the coaches. Why is the general manager worried about what Mason Rudolph looks like? Maybe to kind of save face for keeping him? I don't know. But I can tell you this much. Pittsburgh needs to draft a quarterback, and they need to do it in this year's upcoming draft. Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs, and hell, even Duck Hodges back there on the practice squad, are just not going to cut it. We're really, really putting a lot of trust and a lot of faith in Ben's repaired elbow. We're going to see how that works out, and I'm really hoping it does for the season. If not, you could see a sort of situation where the Pittsburgh Steelers are tanking. And what a waste of an amazing team to tank because it would be smart to tank to get us a better draft position to go get a good quarterback but I don't think that it's going to happen so Kevin Colbert I don't know whether or not to believe you about Mason Rudolph I'm gonna leave it at that fans you know hit me up on Twitter tell me what you think about that statement do you really think that Mason Rudolph looks like a veteran out there at camp I'm not there. If anybody is listening, has been to the camp, has seen anything, has a little ear to the floor maybe in Pittsburgh, there for the Steelers organization, it would be great to hear from you. I don't I don't believe it. So 
give me a heads up. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. I don't know. Find me. Tell me if I'm crazy. I don't think I am. I believe most people would agree with me. Man, I just don't know what to think anymore. And all right, it's time for our new segment of the show. And the new segment of the show is going to be called... Uh, what do we want to call it? I think we decided on Rob's Fantasy Finish. So, being that my name is Rob, I play a ton of fantasy football. I'm not going to say how many leagues I have, just in case my wife decides to listen to this podcast. But, it's safe to say, it's a lot. So, I have quite a few fantasy leagues, and I'm hoping she's not standing outside the door listening to me. She might be, so I'm going to whisper. No, but seriously, um, Rob's Fantasy Finish. Let's get this party started. So we're going to do this throughout the football season. I'm going to talk about what players are fantasy relevant on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who you should maybe start, who you should think about benching, and a lot of that is going to depend on injuries and things and stuff that happens through the season. Maybe it's going to depend on what team we're playing and how their defense performs. I don't know, but this week, I'm telling you what, we're playing the Giants. I don't think their defense is all that great, despite all the hype. And I think this week, you need to go out and you need to play some Pittsburgh wide receivers. You can start Juju safely. You can start Deontay Johnson safely. Chase Claypool, I'd be a little leery about. Rary McLeod, don't start Rary McLeod. James Washington, if you're in a jam and you need to start someone, you're okay with a little boomer bust. Maybe you have a couple flex positions in there in your fantasy league. I would be a little leery about it, but maybe James Washington gets a couple deep balls thrown his way, and as long as he can grab them and not miss the ball when he over his shoulder catches, James Washington may be a really good option because they're going to be covering a lot of the shorter range yardage, trying to lock down Juju and trying to lock down Deontay Johnson. So James Washington could get some action this week. We're going to see what happens. Chase Claypool, I think you're going to need to give him a few weeks. James Conner, start James Conner this week. I know that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play good away, but it's prime time. It's I know it's Monday night. That's great. Let's do it. Start Big Ben away. It's his first game back. I understand that you may think he's got a little rust to knock off, but he's going to go out there and he's got something to prove. So even if he throws like two or three interceptions, you can guarantee he's going to throw like four touchdowns. So get Ben Roethlisberger out there. He's going to be gunning the ball all over the place. So along with uh, the fantasy finish here, we're going to include some questions that I got from Twitter. I know the guys, uh, they, they asked me some things, and I'm going to cover that. And it is fantasy relevant, so that's why I'm putting it into the fantasy finish. So here we go. At the FFB Tech on Twitter, he asks, I need to know what your take on Ebron's utilization this year is. It sure feels like he's going to have a nice receiving role, and he's immediately the best red zone weapon they have, in my opinion. I'm excited to hear the drop, fellas. I'm excited to answer you. This is pretty awesome. You know, I asked on Twitter, like, hey, does anyone have anything you want me to talk about? And I got this response. That's pretty badass. So I'm excited to answer you. So here it goes. I think there's going to be a little more Ebron usage this year uh, on the field and it, tight end in general in Pittsburgh. But Ebron usage on the field with Switzer out and Raymond McLeod in. 
In other words, don't expect tiny dumps on third down to go to the little slot receiver crossing route. It's just not going to happen. Big Ben really has to trust that guy. We don't have that guy. We have Ray Ray McLeod. He's new. Okay, so that guy is likely going to be Ebron with some Vance McDonald mixed in there occasionally, but the tight end position is going to be the third down dump option. Now, about the red zone, Ebron is a massive red zone target. It's 6'4", 245 pounds. He's going to be a bully in the end zone. Uh, I like him to start the season as a primary red zone guy, but I also think that as Ben gets more comfortable with Claypool, as the season progresses, that Ebron's red zone targets uh, and production slowly decreases. So look for those numbers for you stats guys out there. Look at targets, things like that. You're going to see Ebron's numbers slowly drop off as the year progresses. As Chase Claypool, his role will gradually increase in the offense. Our next question comes from my friend uh, Jerry Shea FF. So that's at Jerry Shea FF on the Twitter box. Uh, he asks, how much is Connor going to smash this year? Connor is going to smash all the things this year. Now, that's such a vague question, but I love it because of the running style that James Connor has. James Connor is going to go out there and he's going to smash something. Hopefully it's not his own body again this year. I'm really hoping Pittsburgh sticks to like a first and second down sort of deal for him. Leaves he'll be in there for some of the third downs for like a pass catching role or something, or if it's really short, he'll be running the ball hard through the middle. The thing about that is he does run really hard. So how hard is he going to smash this year? How much is he going to smash? It's going to be a lot. And the guy just runs really hard. He's got a lot of heart. He wants to win every run he runs. It's it's tough to be angry at a guy that's running that hard. And a lot of Pittsburgh fans are, but you know what? If you got James Conner, go. I would honestly, I'd go out and get him in fantasy football if you can. He's going to be a touchdown machine. They get close to the goal line down there. If it's not Ebron getting a pass in the end zone, it's going to be James Conner running it in. So James Conner, he's a full go for, I would give him top 10 running back this year if he stays healthy. All right, Jerry. Hope that answers your question, bud. Uh, there is... Uh, not going to be any other episodes before the season starts here. So what's going to happen is we're going to record Tuesday nights still, just like I am now. And I'm doing it Tuesday nights because that kind of gives people time to mull over what happened over the Sunday game or if we're a Thursday night game, whatever it might be. Okay. In this case, this week, we are a Monday night game. So I'm not going to record after the Monday night game because I am on the East Coast, and that's really late. So I understand. It's kind of late now. It's like 10.52 at night, but I really wanted to get the recording out there and get it out for everyone to listen to before the season starts on Thursday. Thursday, baby. It's NFL season time. It's football time. This is the best time of year. Hey, I'm, just, I'm just super pumped. I'm ready to rock and roll. Two days. Two days we have football. So before we wrap this episode up, uh, we do have one more sponsor tonight. And tonight's second sponsor is Ducks on the River. Ducks on the River. It's a little dive bar outside of Heinz Field. It's going to be there in about 10 years. If you pay any attention to uh, Delvin Hodge's Twitter, he called it. He said it's happening. Can't wait. This guy, this guy, Joey, on Twitter says, 
can't wait to go to a dive bar outside of Hinesfield called Ducks in like 10 years. To which Devlin Hodges replied, in quotes, Ducks on the River. So in 10 years, go to Ducks on the River. You can get some good food, get some good beer in 10 years. All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode, folks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Thanks to all you out there for listening and downloading these episodes. Like I always say, get outside, get some fresh air and sun, take some time to appreciate nature and breathe in some COVID-free air. Stay safe, and I'll catch you guys next week after we kick the crap out of the Giants. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show.